Hi, welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. And a podcast for people that have friends. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Hey. This is a very spe- special episode for two reasons. One, we've never recorded this early. Never. Never, ever. And, and I love it. And early for Talia is before 1 p.m. So wow. this is really, really early. It's nine. And two, we have our first guest. Wait, I should have asked how to say your name correctly. Ready? Oh, I thought we were going. Okay. Because <laughs> um, this episode, we have our friend, Kira Jane O'Sullivan. Hi. You Welcome. know her from writing for SNL and the host of the other Sick Bird podcast that we love, Petty Crimes. Yep, that's right. Do you ever get sick of getting to say that you write for SNL? Is it the coolest thing or are you sick of it now? Um, it's a good question. You, you know what? It's it's. I guess it's it's fun, but I do sort of see like a little fire light up in people's eyes where they're like about to tell me their big opinion about oh. SNL. Oh, really? I would think that it would just be the, oh my God. Like, I feel like if I were to say, I wish I could say, oh, I went to MIT. So I could see people's <laughs> like eyes just get a little bit wider. We kind of were talking about this last week though when we, we knew you were, you were coming on. Yeah. Where I feel like it's probably really annoying for people our age, I think. But the number one benefit of SNL being your credit in our field is that it's like something your parents understand. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I feel like we were, like I was saying like, I was like, I think the number one reason I would want something like that is because it's like, I would not have to explain it to my grandparents even. Like the fact that just like my 85 year old grandparents, I could be like, SNL, they'd be like, oh, whereas like when I tell them any success I've, any success I've had in my entire life, they're like, what is that? Like they don't believe I'm a working comedian because there's no way of showing that. Like, because it's all technology based. But you know what, that's good because that forces you to sort of validate yourself from within. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that's really special. Wait, so explain to the listener the premise of Petty Crimes because it I do listen to it and I genuinely enjoy it. Aw, thank you. Talia, are you listening? It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Um, Sorry I didn't want to fangirl the minute you walked in the door. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Um, it is a true crime comedy podcast that only investigates non-crimes. So it's really like a gossipy podcast where we kind of, like listeners submit stories like, Somebody submitted one recently about um, a guy cheating on them and the way that they got back at him was by um, planting house keys all over the world with his mailing address and contact information on them so that like good Samaritans would reach out to him to get the keys back to him and it would just be like a baffling inconvenience to him. So there is nothing. That's so genius. <laughs> I was about to say, but it's also nothing. so weird. <laughs> it's insane. I was about to say there's nothing more terrorizing, but actually, <laughs> terror, like like legit terror, is more terrorizing than that. But <laughs> as a social crime, that yes. is to ba- to baffle someone into insanity. Yes, I think. But that's what I said. Okay, uh, he got mad at me about this. Not mad at me, but he disagreed strongly. Okay, when I said we had a caller call in about they're finding their girlfriend cheating and not knowing how to confront it. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that if I were to get cheated on, I would want to like leave a folder of the evidence that I found and then move out of the apartment while the guy was gone <gasps> and that's it. Or maybe not even leave a folder because that's more baffling. And I'm enchanted by this idea of baffling somebody who's wronged you uh-huh. into like insanity. But you were more like. I wasn't mad at you for it at all. I was just like, that's not what would give me satisfaction. Right. Like, that's, I would well, that's want, what I mean what, when I say that you're mad. What at me. would give you satisfaction? Showing them that they got caught. The inter, the the confrontation in person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done something that you feel like you wish you could address on petty crimes, but you can't reveal it? Oh God, yeah. 
Really? I, that's like something I say, I feel like almost every episode is like, I just want to make it painfully clear as we're like reading people's stories and being like, well, I would have done this. And like, well, you're a fool for this. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I want to make it painfully clear. I have done far stupider shit than the petty crimes that have been submitted, or at least like 100%. as stupid. And I could be on the chopping block any day. And on our like Patreon episodes, sometimes Griff and I will submit crimes about ourselves. Oh, that's perfect. Just because it's like, this is not, we, you know, it's, it's really fun to just like, ruminate and you know be the judges but like we're dumb do you know what's a petty crime i did once that i just remembered talking about this okay was i worked at a really fancy hotel the first year i was in new york and it was i hated it it was really miserable it was a really bad place to work Oof. and there was a there was this girl who i this was in 2015. i think she was the intern for the PR department of the hotel, okay. but she was very clearly had come from money. Like that had been like, she had told us that at one point, like she went to private school. She was like very that. Okay. She had like gotten this internship. She was being, her parents were paying for an apartment while she had a free internship working in this hotel. But she loved to, cause like with PR, you would go to like, you would take, um, you take people to like the bar, the retail spaces, the bar on the rooftop of the hotel and you like wine and dine them. Uh -huh. So she loved to kind of like show her power by coming up and being like two martinis. Like she would just like talk to us like we were trash, but she was like 20 years old. Like, oh, oh. And it was very jarring and I really disliked her. <laughs> and something came up one day and remember this is 2015. One day I just, she walked away from the bar and I turned away. I turned to like the other bartender. And I went, do you know who her, who her dad is? And he was like, no. And I was like, that dentist that shot Cecil the lion. <gasps> What? And everyone was like, no shit. I was like, yeah, I saw her crying about it the other day. Her dad is the dentist that shot Cecil the lion. <laughs> and everyone believed it. And I told everyone on staff. And for anyone who doesn't remember <laughs> Cecil the lion, that was sort of like a less notorious, like Harambe type yes. situation. Well, it wasn't her, because Harambe was like, a child fell in a zoo enclosure. Right. Cecil the lion was a dentist in America who was a poacher. Like oh, who God. paid to go to Africa and shoot a lion and posted about it on like Instagram. And but like it went viral. why was it special? Cause it was Cecil. Because I think it was that he was being tracked by some nature conservancy oh. and had been like named, which this dentist did not know and just like shot a lion on the Savannah. <sighs> um, I but I dentists. told, I told everyone that it was this girl's <laughs> You need to tell the story once more of when you were bartending and this girl came up to you. What did she do? She slammed oh, her head. Oh, th this wasn't a petty This was just me being rude. One time, the rudest <laughs> okay. thing I ever, back when I was bartending, one of the rudest things petty I ever crime. said, one of the rudest things I ever said to a girl was I was working at this restaurant called Rosemary's and it was like very big and open and you could kind of walk in from multiple sides of the street and this really busy brunch one day, there was all these people at the bar. This girl, I think she thought she was like being cute, but I was like really slammed and stressed. She like came in and she slammed her hands down and she kind of yelled at me down the bar. She went, I need two glasses of Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. And I just went, is there a fire? <laughs> and she left. <laughs> Okay, not guilty. <laughs> Thank no you. crime found. Thank it you. kills me every time. Is it, am I not guilty on the Cecil one? Is that crime? Um, I do believe that is a crime. Okay. I do believe. Really? Yeah, I do believe you're guilty for a petty crime. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but here's the thing. I'll because a she was crime. shitty enough, and eventually the good word would have spread. But you oh. kind of, um, I really think you, that <laughs> just was sort of not a fit. Yeah, no, I totally get that. It made me feel so good though. Yeah. I have a toxic trait that I don't think that any, when people say the word petty, it's very hard for me because I can justify 
everything I've ever done as like very much not petty. Like okay. just, just justified. And I think that that is a mix of a lack of shame and like self-awareness that's really <laughs> bad. But like, I, don't, I was listening to some of those things too. And like, that's fair. I'll also, we have that problem. I was gonna say when people call into our podcast and we're so harsh with the advice uh -huh. and we'll be like, deem them insane and stupid so quickly. Yeah. But that's not what we mean to do, but it's like, We've all been in these situations. I've done so much worse than right. all of the people who've called in. Well, not all, but a lot. And what what the fuck was I even saying? Okay, I totally lost right here. You were that you can just. Oh, that, yeah, that, that nothing I do is petty anyway. Um, I, that's how totally. I feel. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Well, some sometimes I'll be like, I'll sort of, I I sort of go through cycles of like. Sometimes I'm like incredibly lenient with the crimes where I'm like, well, I can totally understand where you're coming from, girly. And like, I get why you did this. <laughs> and then somebody will submit a crime like about how um, they um, booted their ex off of their HBO account. And I'm like, you have no legs to stand on. And Griff's <laughs> like, oh, oh, sorry, you seem to have made sort of a wild turn. Like what what has happened? But hey, that's, that's how it goes. That's life and true authenticity means living and holding your contradictions all in one body. Okay, proudly. wow. That's that's a new thing that I'm working on. <laughs> wow. I know, that's I know. Beautiful. Isn't that really beautiful yeah. the way that I worded that? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's really amazing. I, it's really, really <laughs> I recently saw a video that was like actually so freeing for me because I do worry being, I don't know, a figure on a public platform that my who I am being truly authentic means like being human. And sometimes like I'll say things about like a celebrity or whatever. And then like a year later, I'll say something completely the opposite and forget that I said the other thing, which yeah. is like, I'm just a human. And I saw this girl being like, true authenticity means that you live with contradictions. And sometimes you say things that even you don't agree with. And I'm like, that I need to give myself that grace. And oh, a hundred percent. With yeah. that, I won't be torturing our editor anymore. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so you're committed to no edits going forward? <laughs> That's it. Makira, <laughs> please. David, That's don't get your hopes up on that one. That's not happening. That's not happening. That's it. Do you feel like you, do you send in a lot of edits? We have the same, mm -mm. Kira, the part of the reason that Kira is here is because we have the same network that produces our podcast. Yeah. So what's your take on do you, do you find yourself sending in edits? No, I don't really do edits. The only time I ever do is if I tell like an anecdote up from high school. Like I once told an anecdote about a girl like getting her period. And and I was like, actually that is an embarrassing story about somebody that's not me. Right. So I edited that out. <sighs> I wish I could like, sometimes I edit out. <laughs> I say those types of things all the time and I kind of forget to edit those parts out. Mm -hmm. But then other things about myself. I oh, that's great. It's, you know what? I'm young and I'm still learning. I'm I'm 24 and I'm really young. So. Yeah, what's well, also funny because like you're because you're a little bit younger than us, it's like it's also that those stories are more fresh. So I also feel like if you oh, were to tell a sure. story from high school and yeah. someone from high school heard it, that wound hasn't healed for them as much as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where like if someone were to reach out to me and be like, hey, this was actually like, I didn't really want to think about that time in high school. I'd be like, babe, you need to get over the time you had your period in high school. Right, like, right. You know what I mean? And obviously it's still not my place to tell it, but I do think it's like right. things heal, you yeah. know? Um, I'm curious more just so that the listeners can know you as a friend. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your personal life. Do you live alone? You live in the city? 
what's happening in your world. Yeah, before we jump into advice, let's give, because they yeah. know who we are. Let's paint a picture of who you are sure. as an adult living pick. in New York. Because we'll I will move. get to give advice too, is that oh, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Of course. Oh, great. So people need to know where I'm Imagine coming from. Imagine if we were like, no, 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 don't chime in. And we just gave <laughs> advice to the next half an hour. <laughs> An incredible format. An incredible format for a podcast where you have a guest on and they sit and they listen. <laughs> you know what? There are so many people I'd love to have do that. Like, I want to have like Michael Rappaport on. Just be like, you stay there. That's Wouldn't that so be funny. incredible? Shh, sweetie. We're podcasters. You're not familiar with the format. <laughs> we should do that. Okay, okay. Tell us. We should have an actual therapist. Yes. <laughs> and not be allowed to contribute. You know what? I'd a clinical psychiatrist. Well, we already, because you like put microphones and a monitor into people's faces who are already so intrinsically vain. Yeah. We automatically make the first half of every episode less even about banter, at least on my side, and more about like, here's my personal trauma of the week and I'm going to try to unpack it to another person in a funny way. Yeah. I would really like to just admit that it's therapy for us and have a therapist sit in here 100%. and do like have us each lay on the couch for an episode alone <laughs> and do a session. Wouldn't that it'd be something? Like, it'd be like when Katy Perry was promoting Witness and she did therapy on camera and it was like, oh. everyone was like, this is actually a little too vulnerable. Like this no, is actually- That was intense. a very millennial um, reference and I didn't get it. <laughs> do you want to hear something so rude that happened the other day? Yes, was... but then also we're going to let her speak actually. Okay. No, no I want to hear. I, that was talking to me too. My friend Lala was visiting <laughs> from LA and she hosts she hosts this amazing dance party called Gorgeous Gorgeous that I go to every time she's in town cool. um, and she was at a restaurant this didn't happen this happened to her but she told it to me and it like took the breath out of me she was like um, she was at a restaurant and this she was talking with the server and the server like it came up that she was here hosting this party and da 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 and he asked where the party was and she said where the party was and he goes oh that's cute I kind of like it there but my friends tell me I need to stop hanging out off the Jefferson stop because it's really millennial <laughs> Oh, see, like, I, I get why that's funny, but I still don't fully get it because it's really millennial of you to make that joke. I didn't make a joke. That's but, a thing but like, tell the story. What's so millennial about it? I don't know, but like, I don't really get it. Therefore, it's millennial. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> this is so rude. Okay, well, there are really here, like I've, now there are sort of like layers to my anger where yeah, I'm no, like that, that part made me angry. And then that part made me <laughs> so angry. Sorry. But, you know, to be angry is to be millennial. To be angry is to be a millennial. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. Mustache finger is so relatable. They're <laughs> <laughs> no. not that. But like know. to to say that a, an entire um, like subway stop and anything in that vicinity is also like. But like there a, are millennial subway stops. I feel like the Bedford stop is very millennial. Yes. Well, I. Right? I guess like yeah. if talking about like the age group of people that live there. I just very much associate Williamsburg with like the cast of girls. Oh sure. Sure yeah. sure sure sure. Well sure. yeah, but also like because every apartment there is fifty five hundred dollars. So yeah. like. Absolutely. I mean, if you're 24 and you've got money, that's either mommy's money or you've done something scary. Yeah. I don't and know. being an influencer is also it's scary. It's going to be actually so fun in like five to 10 years when we get to sit back and watch Gen, Gen Alpha just rip Gen Z to shreds. Yeah. Thank you. Cause, <laughs> no, because that is, I think what's the funniest thing about like Gen Z being so like, that's so millennials. Like the sands of time will come for us all. Right, but also I the denial that you won't someday be 29. Like, I I will live in denial of that forever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But also, like, we weren't obsessed with what was the generation above us? No. X. Yeah. I wasn't mad. We weren't. <laughs> I wasn't. I was obsessed. But five years ago, I was never saying the word generation. 
Well, I wasn't thinking is, about people older than me or younger than me. I was, well, I, I maybe I wasn't. It but. is like Gen Z is obsessed with making fun of millennials and millennials were just actually living their lives. Like we were, we were like, it's very much the John Hamm, it's very much the Mad Men thing of like, I don't like you and him being like, I don't think about you. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Have you ever seen one of these millennial moms on TikTok? Like the boy moms do like their Zoom in videos about like Gen Z people. Have you seen Gen Z videos of Gen Z people at concerts? Like we all suck in our own way. Yeah. <laughs> no one's denying that. Trust me. <laughs> but anyways, I'd love to get to you. <laughs> I'm a proud millennial boy mom. <laughs> There's I've wine got in this. Five boys under the age of four. Um, <laughs> And my apartment is beige. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm Kira. I you want to know where I live? Do I live alone? I live. I live in Hell's Kitchen in what can only be described as the worst apartment in the world. Um, wow. But it, it's tough. But I I think to myself, uh, someday I'll live somewhere nicer, mm -hmm. and uh, it'll be great. You will. That's like that's what we all need to do to keep going in this place. Yeah, I I like got that apartment because I was moving to New York for SNL, and I was like, well, I'll be fired in three weeks, so. Probably, probably gotta live somewhere scary. And how long has it been now? Um, now I've been there over a year because yeah. of the writer's strike. I said, blah, 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 blah. Right, you don't need right. to know about that. Um, I live with my husband, my new husband, <gasps> just yeah. got married. And we would not describe him as the worst husband in the world. No. Okay, great. He, <laughs> he is the sweetest and the best. I am acclimating to the word husband, not crazy about it. Absolutely. How did you feel about fiance? Fiance, I was great with. Really? I could have been, he could have been my fiance forever. I mean, it's a little theatrical. Yeah. How long were you engaged? A year. Okay, chic. Yeah, <laughs> but last year I um, got hired on SNL, turned thirty, got engaged, moved to New York, and got married. And I um, did sort of um, just sort of reflect on the fact that that was in fact too many transitions 100%. in one year. Is it? Do you feel the effects of it now, or are you kind of moving? Yeah. Through? Oh yeah, I'm swimming in it. Okay. Whenever people get engaged, I it, like I always assume they're getting married in a roughly five years, right. and then it's like like I don't know why. I guess I just thought it took so much longer, and I think I didn't realize that there was such a rush. And every time someone gets engaged, and they're like, "Yeah," and the wedding date is this, and it's like nine months away. I'm like, uh -huh. "Jesus fuck!" That's right. So you saw the five year engagement, which is a really millennial movie. So I get it. <laughs> I've actually never even heard of that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, how long have you been doing petty crimes? Um, a year and a half, two years, something like that. You feel like you've you've mastered the art of giving advice on mic? Um, Cause we haven't. <laughs> no, I feel like we don't give as much advice as we condemn people's behavior. So right. I actually feel like you guys have the more productive Well, it's sort of like we're format. actually, our podcast sort of exists on two ends of the spectrum. It's like, we talk about what happens before the situation and uh -huh. then you're judging what happens after. So it's sort fun. of fun that we're swapping spots now and you get to come in, in, in with preventative like measures rather than diagnostic. Wow, yeah, powerful. And who's your co-host? Explain a little about him. Griff, he is, if he were here, he would describe himself as your average biracial, farm-raised, adopted, queer kid living his big city dreams. Or at least I think that's what's in his Instagram bio. I love that. That's gorgeous. Um, I he, love that you remembered that. He is my uh, my good friend. <laughs> um, yeah, his name's Griff, and we've been like best friends for over a decade. Oh. And the listeners love him a lot more than me. They're, <laughs> they're, 
they're really attached to him. Uh, I get that. People call this Toya's podcast. So oh. I totally get it. Yeah, it's really fun. And then we addressed it on the we addressed it on the well, it happened one time. It happened one they time. They actually like him a lot better, but it's still my podcast. So Sorry. they someone called it one time. And so then also I, I should tell you, I've been I was stopped three or four times in public this over this past week for people telling me they like the podcast. Our podcast? Yes. Oh, but, that's that's really I'm so but happy. Because I don't like the energy you're bringing today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, mean, I guess I just, I get nervous we have a new person and I have to like attack someone. It's not, it's not intentional. It's like. It's not your fault. It's the crack of dawn. I think, but this is kind but, of like a funny new dynamic of like the Gen Z millennial thing. We should play on it. I hate it more than anything in the world. <laughs> I, like, anyway, sweaty. but. I was gonna say because so I, we I, I, someone on Grinder messaged me, "Hey, you're really good on Talia's podcast," which was the start of the conversation. I brought it up on so now, but since we addressed that on we addressed that on the podcast, we thought it was very very funny. It is very now. Funny. It's sort of like a it's a way that people who listen to the podcast signal to me that they listen. They'll be like, "Hey, you're really good on Talia's podcast." <laughs> That's like the mm -hmm. code, which I love. But I, so do you, do, you really love it, or like no, I do love that because it does show that they're listening. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. You, where were you before New York and how are you liking New York? I was in LA, um, doing comedy, doing all that. Um, <laughs> and I loved it, but I also moved to LA at the beginning of 2020 and I lived there through a pandemic and I, I loved it so much, but I realized like, oh, you are not actually really living in LA. Like I just had been to every Ralph's. <laughs> and I liked to go hiking and I was like, oh, LA is so great. Like we make, we make dinner in our instant pot and we go for a walk with a glass of wine. And it's like that, you're, you're not describing Los Angeles, you're describing a pandemic. Right. Pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. What neighborhood were you in? I was in Studio City. Okay, yeah, that's um, also part of it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Sorry, that, that didn't sound good. No, keep, you're from LA, you know. Um, oh, I do Studio know. Studio City is kind of out there, right? It's, it's very suburban. It's very yeah. suburban, but yeah, yeah. I'm just scared of Jake being mad at me now. I'm not I don't mad. know what's going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, should we get now that we've covered it? Should we get into our calls? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here you can do it. Yeah, you want me to open my? So do people call podcast? in live time? Yes. So that's what no, happened. No, no, no. no, no. They're voicemails. Voicemails. Okay. Live time. What am I saying? I don't even know why I thought that. Hold on. Oh no! It's just saw the title of the call. Hi, Talia. Hi, Jake. Um, I just want to say I love you guys so much, and I religiously listen to your podcast sometimes, like, multiple times a day, or not a day, like a week. Um, anyway, so I'm going to try to get through this without crying, but um, about six months ago, I had a relationship end because of a really embarrassing thing that I did. Um, one night, my ex boyfriend at the time um we got really drunk like at the house and was just like watching movies talking whatever and we get into the conversation we get into the topic of our exes um initiated by him and whatever it was a regular conversation whatever later you know we're having sex and i accidentally say my ex's name <laughs> during the act um, yeah, and that's pretty much the reason. We didn't break up immediately. Um, he actually broke it off about a month later because I guess he said he just couldn't get past it. And so just kind of been dealing with that. Um, we haven't fully gone no contact. 
So it's, that's been, I think, making it way more messier than it needs to be. Yeah. But, um, and every time I, I bring up possibly getting back together or at least trying to work things out, he he says he wants to get back together, but he's just unsure, you know, because of that situation. And I don't know. I just, I can't, I've been dealing with like feelings of like guilt, I guess, surrounding it because it is my fault that the relationship ended and I, I haven't been able to really um, work through that. By the way, that situation happened in February of this year. So um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to do. Um, I don't know how to get him to forgive me enough to like want to try to rebuild things again. Um, I don't know. And I tried the whole like having a new crush thing. It just it doesn't work. It's not working. Um, I really still want to be with him, and I it just sucks because I feel like the relationship ended prematurely. And besides that, we are super compatible it's really just that one thing that was just like no um so yeah so that's it any advice would help you can be as brutal as you need to be just i don't know i don't know what to do thanks bye i don't want to be brutal i don't i feel so bad for her but i have a lot of opinions i want to hear yours are all the um stories usually sad I no. mean, no, sometimes they're fun and funny, but sometimes they are sad. Some girls called in a couple weeks ago. This is my favorite call yet. And they said they were just really scared. They're going to college and they were really scared of penises. <laughs> and they were so psyched and trying to get used to them together. But they just are really like scared of the physical penis. Right. And call. I thought well, that's why you put it inside so you don't have to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, this is, wow, you're so this, good at this This is already. why we need a third host. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like, can I go third so I can hear kind of. A hundred percent. Well, it's also more of a conversation. It's okay, not, okay. But like, okay, but here's, okay. Do you have, I have things to say right off the bat. Go. I'm sorry, but like this, if you, it's crazy. He can't be that bad. You had a conversation about your exes like hours before, like shortly before you fucked and you accidentally said the ex's name. Like he's take, and he's going to claim that's the whole reason this relationship's not working. That's such bullshit. I was going to say, I feel like that can't be the whole reason. Mm-hmm. Or if, but even, no, but like, it's like, it's either it's not the whole reason, or if it is, then he sucks. Like his ego is that fragile that that happened one time and he's like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. So my, it's like, I don't think you said that fighting a new crush isn't working. It's not working because you're not going no contact with this guy. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like that's the truth of the situation. Like we've all, I don't know that I've ever said an ex's name during sex, mm-hmm. but like we've all done something that was like, We've all fucked up during sex, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's as I like, said, humans are layered nuanced and authentic. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it's like, I just don't, I think that that sucks. If he's going to like, if he's going to tell you this is perfect, the only thing is that you fucked up this one time so we can't be together, but he's still going to hang out with you, that's bullshit. Yeah. Absolute I, chop in my mm-hmm. opinion. I was disturbed at the thought that, oh, he's so compatible with me. If he's this compatible with you, like you seem to have the sensitivity and empathy with yourself and with other people to know when like one little thing, an unintentional human mistake can happen and you've expressed like, so much on the contrary to show that your ex is not on your mind. Mm. I just don't get why somebody who's truly compatible with you would not be able to see that humanity and move past that with you. And clearly like they don't value the rest of you enough. I think that this was also like 
a reason for something else. Like I really, I think that maybe that's what you need to get into your head in order to move on is that like, maybe it wasn't just about the name. Maybe that's just kind of a cruel and unfair way that he's like wow. breaking up with you. You know? You guys are really good at this. this was, that was really good. I think it's because we have another person in the room and one whom we respect and revere and we're sort of oh like, God. I don't, like we just want to be really good. That, I mean, I, okay, I do have a question I'd like to pull the room. Have either of you ever said an ex's name during sex when mm. when you're with someone else no i i haven't have have talia have you okay it was like during kind of a hand job moment <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if that counts. such an ecstatic <laughs> hand job that you said the wrong name <laughs> oh my wait i actually did i just remembered something embarrassing i said during sex that was <laughs> not the ex's name but was bad okay but like was it during a hand job no it was during a blow job how did you do it with that in your mouth? I was receiving. Oh, the, I see. This is a theme on the podcast that you should know about is that Talia routinely forgets I have a penis. Like one time I said something about penises and she was like, how do you know that? And I was like, I have one. <laughs> Humans are do <dual. laughs> And authentic. And my allyship sometimes is flawed. <laughs> I'm trying to understand and empathize. Okay. Mm -hmm. You say your thing and then I'll say the embarrassing thing. <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's that simple. I was, as one does, I was giving a hand job and obviously thinking about my ex because it was a hand job and I was upset to be giving one. Mm -hmm. And with my ex, I didn't have to do that. Okay. But no, I don't know. I don't know what happened. This was like a hundred years ago, but I was seeing a guy and we were in the phase where it was like starting to get serious, but we hadn't really figured out what we were doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was giving me a blowjob. And I don't remember like what I said, but in whatever I said, I referred to him as my boyfriend, <gasps> which was like the first time that language had been used. Yeah. And I felt I just got full body chill. I felt the <laughs> rhythm, I felt the rhythm change in a way where I was like, what's going on? And then I was like, I just said boyfriend. And then I had to like, while he was going down, I'm gonna be like, I know I just said boyfriend and that we haven't talked about it. Like, so bad. I say I love you a lot accidentally too. Yeah, yeah. That happened. Classic. It's a very intimate moment. No, but with the hand job, but I do understand how when you're talking about something first, it slips into your mind. Mm -hmm. We've done that a million times in just our friendship conversations. We're talking about something on the podcast and then it's like randomly something that I, th I was talking about before we started recording, I refer to and it makes no sense. It was top of mind. Top it of doesn't mind. mean that he's always I top of mind. I also think your whole thing of like he's perfect in every other way is really easy for your brain to concoct if there's this one fuck up you get to focus on. Uh -huh. And then everyone think everything else seems fine because it's like, it's that thing of like, if I adjust, it's like that notion of like, you how people get caught up on that thing of like, you know, if I like had just gotten into this one college, everything would have been different. It's like, that's not how it works. Like right. this one moment yeah. is not, it's not like, it's you saying your ex's name during sex was not like a sliding doors moment. You know what I mean? Right. I don't believe that. Yeah. Agree. That's why. Well, I, I asked that because I was, uh, to me, the idea of saying an ex's name during sex, I was like, I don't, I don't believe you have no attachment to him, but hearing that you have done that during a, what did you call it? A, a mesmerizing hand job moment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, we've been talking about exes before and I like, we were kind of talking while I was giving the hand. 
as one does during a hand job. Talking you know about I mean? exes while giving a hand we job. We were like doing the whole like we're like making out and we're okay, talking okay, okay, and we're you. touching each other and my hand is in his pants and I'm giving him a hand job but we're like laughing and talking and I mentioned my ex. I don't know why. But that's helpful because so that is possible and you swear you weren't thinking of the other person. I really liked the guy that I was well actually I don't know but you know what I wasn't <laughs> I was definitely not thinking of my ex. That okay, was okay okay yeah. Yeah, I think this girl's got to move on. I think she has to move on. Yeah. I know. I just think it's better for you. But I think in order to move on, you have to like attribute this. It's not just about the name. Because you're really setting yourself up to say this dude's name during your next relationship. You are. And that's that's sort of the issue. It's one of those things where you're so worried it's going to happen that it's going to happen because you're thinking about it too much. Yeah. Oh, that sucks though. You should get into ball gag play. That is the answer. <laughs> How did we not do that? How did we not? We did. I got there. How did we not get to that first? And is that always the answer? Yeah. And she's just screaming her ex's name into the ball gag the whole time. That is blatantly know. always the answer. Have you ever used one? No. Either of you? What? Mm-mm. You're married. <laughs> you are experienced. Yeah. You don't get married by being a whore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not married. I remember this time I had been hooking. I was very proud to be hooking up with an older guy in college. Not the one that I always talk about on here, a different one. And I, he like sent me a ball gag. I don't think I was into a lot of it, but the ball gag I did keep. That's mm. my point. And I still have it. And it's kind of fun because I'm, I'm just, I never shut the fuck up. You know what? We should bring it in here and I'll <laughs> use it. Absolutely not. <laughs> For when Just I a mean, TikTok is me talking and talking <laughs> next to you the podcast. And the therapist here listening. Yes. That's what we would need in order for me to shut up while he tells a story. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Like, I'm really working on it. I need to stuff my mouth. <laughs> to me, it's it's all perfect. Thank I you. Thank you. This sounds fun. Hey, this sounds fun. so one, love your podcast. You're always making me giggle. Just wanted to call, needing advice on my current situation. So background, I'm... 23, living in New York and single, and I recently went to a family wedding and may or may not have kissed one of the groomsmen. Um, Yeah, family wedding just definitely adds the element of awkwardness, but like spiciness, Um, and we really hit it off. He literally went up to my family and was like, is it okay if I'm like hanging out with her? He was just so kind and Ew, so respectful. I and it just felt different than any other situation I'd been in. But caveat, he doesn't live around this area or in New York. So after the whole not- night, we obviously never saw each other again. And he did want me to like come up and hang out with him that night and probably hook up. But I was like, I do not want to do a one night stand. But I got his number and we've been like texting a little bit, but I've definitely initiated it. And he, but he did add me on Snapchat. Mind you, he is older than me. So, you know, definitely wasn't a fan of the whole like Snapchat thing, but I was like, okay, he added me. Um, but I definitely felt like I've been starting the conversation, but every time I did, he was like, you should come and visit. Like, I really want to see you. He even said that to me when we were in person, but now he's like, kind of stopped answering me and I just like don't know if I should give it one last shot and be like I'm gonna come and visit or like am I just delusional or just wait for him to come back to this area I don't know I feel conflicted on it okay I've been on thanks guys bye 
girly, I love you, but I'm not gonna be nice. And I have to tell you that right now. Like, come on. You look like you have, I, I have no thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a damn what? thought about that situation. Really? I, I've never cared less about something. <laughs> It's because it's not a situation. You it's, didn't it's not hook a up. situation. You didn't hook up with him. He was like, sure, I'll add you on Snapchat. Like, girly pop, I'm sorry. But like, you live in New York City and you're 23. Mm -hmm. Go fishing. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Go fishing where? What do you mean go fishing? For men. Oh. oh. Was that obvious? Can you agree that that was an obvious? Um, I'm not going to get between you two. Okay. <laughs> You Plenty of fish in the sea. Like I go thought to the FDR and cast your your yeah. Put your line. waders on it. No, go out there. Like, don't get hung up on this guy who you kissed at a wedding. I'm sorry. Like, also, like, yeah, it's just not. Right. I hear like you're not into one night stands. I think you're like looking for a little bit more of like a wine and a dine and a romance. Mm. Great. Find someone in your city. Stop talking to this guy on Snapchat. Yeah, it's first of all, it's he Snapchat. was trying to get laid. He was trying to get laid at a wedding, which you know what? God bless. In God my bless. That I was gonna say, like, you got to get used to people wanting very casual things from a wedding. But okay, if he did just want something casual for the wedding, explain the move of like seeking the permission from the family. I think he well, was I probably drunk. He right? also probably thought like. Oh. I also think that like maybe she's making it sound like he was asking her dad for like his her hand and hanging out and he probably like walked up to her brother and was like can i fuck your sister oh, tonight yeah. <laughs> like that's in my mind what I happened think that's what do you happened. know what i mean like it was probably a more of like we're gonna hook up is that cool uh oh uh -huh, then, uh, uh -huh. like that like she's making it sound a little more chivalrous right. i'm just like this is not a situation i understand that you have like a little bee in your bonnet you're a little stuck on something <laughs> but like you need to like go you do just ultimately need to go mm -hmm. move on are we all in agreement what do you think yeah 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 I had a very similar situation happen. I, but okay, the only time that it's really stressful when you hook up with somebody at a family wedding is when you know that there's going to be another family wedding or event and you're gonna see them again. Oh, like I went yeah. to sure. an event for a family friend with no blood relation to me, but their family member and I had obviously a flirtation, but I was also really drunk and he had cocaine. So I was really <laughs> into him that night, but we never like touched or anything. Cause I still like, even in my drunk coked out mind, like could not bring myself to be that attracted to him, but he was nice. But in that context, when we were all together, it was a close family wedding, like not that big. He was talking to my parents and saying, I can't wait to hang out with Talia in the city and whatever, because we both lived here. Like, uh -huh. people are drunk, people are loose. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. It's very rare that like, we're all in a room with my mom and you, and we just met and we're the same age and you just gave me and my mom cocaine, which was such a fun experience, by the way, wait, do it. Wait, that's iconic, I like him for that. <laughs> But like it just things happen. But the, the complicated thing, which I get is like once we got back to the city, I very like I did the best I could with like saying I don't really think I want to go on a date. It was a wedding. I feel mm -hmm. like at this age and you're at that age now, you're going to start going to weddings. It's like a mutually understood thing that like what happens at a wedding, if it's not explicitly pursued after the wedding on an app other than Snapchat, it's not. Yeah. It's just kind of like all bets are off. But the worry is that you're gonna, I'm gonna see this guy again. Like I'm actively hoping that the uh, the sister of the girl who got married waits a while before she gets <laughs> married so that I don't have to go to a wedding and see all these people again in the coming two years. But it's just, that's life. Like Wait, but also to give this girl, the, you just made me realize something that maybe is also a factor for this girl, which is this caller, which is 
she was at a wedding, which can be like romantic. And mm-hmm. like, if it was yeah. a good wedding, like you're kind of in that context of like, you've just seen like two, you probably just cried at the ceremony. Like you're in that sort of like hormonally prepped stage of like receiving and falling in love. Yeah. And that maybe is part of it as well. And you just need to like accept that like, it's not this guy. Yeah. Did anyone yeah. hook up at your wedding? There are a handful of hookups. I, I still haven't figured out, I haven't been to enough weddings yet to know whether the bride and groom are like psyched about people getting really drunk and hooking up yes. and being belligerent yes. or if they would prefer like classiness. I th- N- no. Really? No, I, I was all about it. The, 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 I would be about it, but I don't, I don't the, know. I mean, the morning act. after my wedding, I was hungover. I was at Absolutely. my parents' house eating bagels with my aunts and uncles and my cousins. And the, the number one thing that was like putting life back into my body was hearing like two groomsmen went in the lake at 2 a.m. in their boxers. Um, these two were hooking up on the couch unexpectedly, but everyone thought it was a random from the bar in my hometown. So like it would, and then, and like all these different stories of like who ended up where, that to me was what it was all about. I mean, I think, I think that is like the entertainment. You, it's a very beautiful song and dance of like as a guest, especially if you're a friend of the bride and groom and not part of the family, or if it's like if you're a friend or if you're a cousin, you're like that tier. Oh, uh uh-huh. You're like meant to, there's a song and dance of like you are meant to provide the social entertainment without crossing a certain line, right? And it's like your job to kind of know that line, you know what I mean? But I do think you have to rise to that occasion. So I don't owe Hannah Burner an apology is what you're saying. Absolutely not. Okay, great. That's awesome, because I had a really fun time at that wedding. (laughs) Um, Is the third call in there now? Yep. Slay! (laughs) Hi, I'm going to be anonymous. Um, So I have a friend, my best friend, who just started dating this guy, and we've been, like, hanging out, like, oh, let me preface, I'm married, so me and my husband, we've been sort of doing, like, double dates with them, like, we'll go play pickleball or whatever, um, and for one, her boyfriend kind of looks like my husband, which is weird. Um, two, her boyfriend will not follow us back on Instagram and it's grinding my gears. And I don't know if I should just let it go. Um, but I'm like, you're not a celebrity. Like we're all trying to be friends and to be friendly. So I don't know. What would you do? Am I just being like ridiculous? Okay. Bye. So they're friends with a new couple and the boyfriend won't follow them back on Instagram. That's, that's more, that falls into petty crime technically, I think. Yeah, it could. The problem is there's a the big there's a huge variable which is what is the guy's vibe on Instagram exactly if he's a straight dude who doesn't use Instagram then it's like you need to realize that he's just like probably not looking yeah you know and he's a score of a boyfriend because that's all that any girl is looking for honestly right. yeah if he's like an avid Instagram user who has like in like lives in a small town but has like 2,500 followers which feels big for his britches mm-hmm. and he's like not following you back that I get why that would chap your ass. Do you think when they're at pickleball, they're like tagging him and it's like pickleball, like. Or they like can't tag him because he hasn't requested back or whatever. Right, like it it feels like it's a bit of more of a thing than just like. I'm also curious why you think it's weird that he looks like your boyfriend because that is just a coincidence by God, no? I know, yeah, I agree with that. Mm. You agree that it's weird or you agree that you don't understand why they think it's weird? I just don't think that it meant that much for her to bring it up. I think she was just adding color to the story. I understand. Mm. But okay. I, I understand. Yeah, it's not weird, but I don't feel like you even think it's that weird. You're just saying it like. Oh, okay. Just a fun. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a fun anecdote. Yeah. 
I will say, I mean, we all, there's a certain, there. it happens to all of us where someone doesn't follow you back and you're like, okay, so we're doing that. Noted. Noted. Yeah. And it sucks. It does. It happened to me this week. It happened to me this week. I have to tell you. Even when they follow me back, I never forget that they like made me wait. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? Anyway. I lately have been doing a bit of a purge on who I'm following. Good for you. Wow. Like, I feel like in 2021, I was like, I was really generous with the follow backs and I was having a really fun time. And now when I see somebody and I'm like, you are really annoying the shit out of me. I'm just unfollow. Is that, I don't. What I was going to add, this brings up something I've been meaning to ask people about, which is, has this happened to the two of you, which is in the past like two or three weeks, you feel like Instagram has like dug up the people you had no idea you followed. Yes. I'm on my timeline being like, like, and then looking and be like, I don't know who this is, when I followed them, like, what happened here? It's yeah. making me feel crazy. It's happening every day. I just don't look at anybody's shit but my own, honestly. <laughs> you don't, like, scroll I, on Insta? No, I literally rewatch my own story a thousand times a day. I look <laughs> at my thirst trap that I was so stressed about. And How I'm many followers like, did you ultimately lose in total? I ultimately, well, we have to consider all the variables. There's an Israel-Palestine conflict going on the same week that I posted a picture of my boobs. It's like all this stuff is really <laughs> shit is hitting the fan. So I've lost a total of a thousand followers in a week, but I think that 900 of it was due to the boobs and 100 <laughs> was due to my pro peace stance on the movie. <laughs> Okay, amazing. Wait, people uh, are unfollowing because you posted your boobs. What? This happened and to both of us. I posted a couple months, like a month ago. I posted a thirst trap for four hundred followers immediately gone <gasps> within immediately. within hours. And then Talia posted a thirst trap and ultimately lost like nine hundred. Is that supposed to be the opposite? What's happening? That's what I thought too. And it caused such a stir. I came in here an hour after to record, mm -hmm. and I was watching the followers drop rapidly. And I was like, did I get canceled? But whoever did it blocked me, so I can't see what people are mad at me about. Yeah. So I don't know why everyone's mad. But it was just that I posted no nip slips, by the way, just a photo depicting my cleavage and me as a nuanced, authentic girl <laughs> who is a feminist and who has all these layers and also happens to have curves. I don't know why that's a crime, but I posted it and I, I lost I bet it would happen to you too because it's when people follow you for being funny. They don't, and then yeah, you, I don't think they expect being, it. like attractive or like feeling good about yourself. I have lost 5,000 followers on Instagram and it brings me such peace. Yeah. Just from what, inactivity or from? Inactivity or just like posting things that indicate like you're not going to see me in a wig so much on Instagram because yeah. I don't I don't have to right, right. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't mind. I'm like, see ya. Were you doing sketch or stand up or what were you doing before you got into it? Yeah, I was doing sketch and improv for years and years and years. I had like a job in Boston where I was doing like 10 to 12 shows a week. Just like, and then I kind of like hit the ceiling in Boston comedy and was like, oh, what am what am I going to do here? Like car commercials. And then I moved <laughs> yeah. to LA and da da da. That's wonderful. And do you feel, do you miss that life? Or are you like happy with like this being the next step? I love performing live and it's so fun to do that when we're on break. Um, but I don't miss posting on the internet all the time. Yeah. For I, me personally, just for me. I know. I don't, I constantly like go through phases where it's like, like I don't, have to now to pay my bills, but like I probably it probably would help my career if I did it more. It, it does help, but it's it just really like helps. it's so it's the least creative creative thing I've ever done. Mm. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. I empathize with people who really got their start 
doing live stuff and now have to kind of adapt to the current thing of you need to be clipping it. You need to be understanding what goes viral and learn this whole other mm-hmm. sort of muscle for the internet. I only do, I don't really like anything live. I like doing the internet stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of a natural thing for me, but I can see how hard it is, especially for like a lot of guy like stand-up comics <laughs> who were just like, oh, I have to like do TikTok now. And I, I get it. Like that's really hard and it's such a huge part. Okay, so now, okay, so wait. So now we're going to do a segment from Petty Crimes. Uh-huh. Okay, can you explain the segment to yes, us? Yes, I can. Okay, so we're going to do a Petty Crimes segment. It's, we, this is how we end every episode. It's called Criminal or Minimal. I'm going to present you a bunch of scenarios, if you will, okay. and you have to rapid fire deliberate whether it is criminal, as in, you know. A huge issue Exactly, us. or minimal doesn't matter. Great. Wonderful. Cool. I'm so excited. Um, you, and you get to back up your opinion a little bit, but not a ton. Okay. It just, it goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, asking a smoothie place to remake a smoothie because it legitimately tastes like ass. Criminal or minimal? Criminal. Criminal. Why? Sometimes it is within a smoothie's right to taste bad because they're supposed to be healthy for you. I believe that a lot of smoothies do taste bad. And it's every time I've thought that it's been the fault of like me not realizing there's a certain ingredient. Okay. Well, um, intentionally spilling a glass of water on your first date to see if they can roll with the punches. That is criminal. I think that's kind of smart. Minimal. (laughs) (laughs) What's the harm? It's water. If it were vodka, if it were even Coke, I'd be like, okay, weird. But it's not going to stain. Okay. I don't want to be cold and wet on a date. Mm. Oh, oh, well, you're spilling out. I'm imagining it being a little bit spilled on the table, like a little bit gets in the pans, (laughs) then it's like. Oh, spilling on the table, but like pushing it on them, I would be pissed. (laughs) Well, clearly you've never like slightly, subtly caused a scene in that. I would not, it would not be known that I pushed it on them. Okay, great. Okay. Taking a cruise alone at the age of 27, criminal or minimal? Minimal. Very much minimal and something that I have done and will continue to do. Okay, great. Um, Saying, surprise me at Starbucks. Um, Minimally criminal. Is that allowed? (laughs) I think like highly kind of criminal. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like asking free labor that's like not fun. Cause the thing is like I as someone who works in service, there's like a 70% chance that they're gonna be like, I don't like this. And it's like, no, sorry. Yeah, and that's where that's criminal. Got right. it. I don't like any kind of surprise me. It's just not their job. No, right. Yeah, have them do their job. We have a phrase we say on petty crimes. It's like criminal but kooky, as in like you're a little bit cute, but it's still a crime. Yeah, yeah. that's actually perfectly what it is. Okay, great. Um, trick or treating um, as an adult. Criminal, 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 criminal. If you're bringing like kids, like I've taken my nieces to- No, I think- No, no, no children. No children. Oh yeah, criminal. criminal. And also like to actually has, criminal. Why to, do you want to do that? To me that has that same energy. The, you know who I immediately pictured in my mind was the love surge couple. That's yeah. like, it you has that- trick or treating? That has, yeah, like they would be like, it's a fun couple because we want kids one day. So we're going to go trick or treating to like get excited for it. Like mm. that's, uh, that's, I immediately yeah, no. saw that. Okay. Um, the term dink. I don't even know what that means. Double income, no kids. Dink. Oh. Obsessed with the concept, hate the anagram. Great. Obsessed with both. Love going to be my new thing, (laughs) tattooing it on my body. Oh my God. We got dinner tonight on our dink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed. Yeah, I guess that's minimal. Who wants to be dink? Somebody DM me. I'm looking for a dink husband. Looking for a dink. Um, Okay. Calling your cat my literal son. Criminal or minimal? Criminal. Without the literal, minimal. With the literal, criminal. Great. It's not as criminal as fur baby. I hate fur baby. Pupper, doggo. Oh, pupper, it's so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Pupper. 
Okay. Um, Uber eats delivery from a place one half mile away from you, assuming you're able-bodied and also have literally nothing going on. Half mile is like a 10 minute walk. Mm. As long as you tip well, minimal. Living in New York, I think that all Uber eats, unless it's literally 75 degrees and sunny, is criminal. I like, if you're not going outside, literally everywhere in Manhattan, there's food around the corner. Yeah. If you're ordering it, you are asking somebody else to do that for you. And I totally get how sometimes that's fine. But if you're doing it because it's raining outside or because it's like below zero, then you're just like, somebody else should suffer. And it's, I don't care if you're paying them. I think it's criminal. Ooh. Um, okay, putting skiing as an interest in your hinge bio when you've skied twice, but you would love to ski a lot more. Criminal uh, or minimal? Criminal. Minimal, and I did it on Raya before I got kicked off Raya. <laughs> <laughs> I love skiing. I've gone four times in my life. Why did you get kicked off? Because I exposed John Mayer's profile on TikTok. If you can't, it, Raya you can't show if you people. take screenshots, and if you take more than like three, you get kicked off. I didn't even take a screenshot. I showed it on another phone. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was ready to get kicked off. Um, this one's a tiny bit longer. And my friend sub submitted it. My friend hates lines, not a unique trait. When she goes to music festivals, instead of standing in those long, hour-long lines to get drinks, she goes to the front and says, sorry, I just have a quick question. Can I have two beers? <laughs> Minimal, that's iconic. <laughs> Crim criminal? Is there a word for criminal but funny? Mm, I, criminal cookie? Yeah, it's actually definitely criminal. I would be really mad if I was the person that saw that happen. Wait, well, you're like criminal, but iconic. The, like, yeah, like criminal cookie, like you said. Criminal, like you're kind of cute, but you're insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Criminal, yeah. but well played. How about that? Mm -hmm. Criminal, yeah. but well played. <laughs> great, Did great. you see, do you know what was criminal, but well played? Did you see that? That video on TikTok, it, this made me have sword. The guy who was getting out of the Taylor Swift concert, like the parking lot, he he put on, he had like a reflective vest in his car. So he got out and pretended to be traffic and like got his own car out and then took the vest off and got in the car and everyone else is like, what the fuck? Like, it's so funny. I love that. Yeah, that's Where it's amazing. Like, it's absolutely criminal, but well played. Yeah. Um, saying you adopted your golden doodle puppy. Criminal, you didn't. Golden well, actually doodles. you could have though. Every golden doodle is a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Every yeah. golden doodle is a criminal. Is a criminal. Like okay, the great. dogs are the criminals. The owners are victims of golden doodles. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, asking for a hair tie back. <laughs> so fucked up. It's so criminal. That's criminal. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna defer to the women on this one. Okay, okay. It's criminal. Imagine like no, somebody it's, it's, lends yeah. you a hair tie and it's like, okay, now give it. To back me, to that's me. the same with like a pen. Yeah. Unless it's like a fancy pen. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, if it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, walking down the street, talking with AirPods in. Um, Walking, minimal. Biking, criminal. Oh. It's so crazy that people ride bikes on phone calls to me. Oh yeah, that's definitely dangerous. But why is walking even controversial? Like I do that every single day. I think because you um, look like you're talking to no one. Oh, well, yeah. whatever. I don't care what other people think. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Um, Crocs. Criminal or minimal? Minimal at this point. <sighs> I think at this point it's mm. hack to make fun of Crocs. It's sort of like we've, it's like- We've moved been, on. It's we've moved on, they're here. Yeah. But it's also hack to have Crocs as like a funny personality trait. I think that that's- They're sort thing. of a lose-lose in that way. <laughs> it's, I think either way it's crim not They've criminal, actually but kind annoying. of like Crocs have like actually done this amazing thing where it's like so hack to make fun of them and so hack to wear them ironically that they've sort of like ceased to exist. Like in this weird, like yes. they've like canceled each other out if that- I completely I, agree. Like within conversation, it's yeah. like to talk about them 
either way is like to just be nothing. So this has happened. We have this issue on petty crimes where we, the first episode two years ago, had a criminal or minimal about Crocs because Griff unironically loves Crocs, grew up on a farm. Got it. And now we are like, we're, we are tethered to Crocs conversation because the listeners who've been listening since the beginning kind of love it. And I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't. That's so interesting. Yeah. Let it be known, Petty Crimes listeners, she's done. <laughs> Leave her alone it. with the Crocs. Calling into Petty Crimes about Crocs, criminal. 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 Amen. Um, we did it. I think this was wonderful. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thanks, guys. This you was really fun. the perfect first guest. You were the perfect first guest. I'm the guest. first? You're the first, first guest. Ever. <gasps> this is our first time having And you have third. set a bar hor horrifically high for every other guest Aww. to come. Yeah. This is our first threesome, and it was really special to do it with it you. It felt good. Rate and review us on, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and the number, if you want to call, is 929. I'm looking. 929-469-2960. Was that right? I hate my life. Why do we always, why do you always forget it? I never have remembered it in my life. Because you, you've never said it out loud. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 929. 469. Fuck my ass. 929-269-4960. Okay, great. Woo! Rate and review us. Love you. Bye. Mwah.